0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, November 19th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Cal-OSHA delays VAX mandate. Almond exports drop 36%. And SF seeks ban on factory farms. And roundup verdict. Here's an editor's note. Daybreak will be on hiatus the week of November 22nd and return on Monday the 29th. Cal-OSHA board postpones vaccine mandate, citing the recent court decision blocking a federal vaccine mandate for large employers. California's workplace regulator has pulled its version of a mandate. The Cal-OSHA standards board will instead wait to see how the court battle plays out. The regulation would have required vaccines for all workers and companies with a 100 or more employees to face weekly testing. The board plans to extend for another year its COVID-19 rules for workplaces at its December meeting. Staff plan to draft a permanent COVID-19 regulation to present to the board in the spring. Almonds suffer a 36% decline in exports, ending record growth. California almond shipments dropped by more than 100 million pounds last month over last year, a decline of 30% for overall shipments to 217 million pounds. International exports were down 36%. According to Laura Gerhard, a vice president at the Blue Diamond Growers, the shipments landed at the low end of expectations. Domestic shipments dropped by 12 percent from last year's unprecedented record, but were on pace with 2019. Congestion at the ports was the main culprit in the decline. Other almond exporters faced the same issues, with European shipments down 50 percent for the month, China seeing a 22 percent decline. San Francisco pushes to end factory farms statewide. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors has passed a resolution calling for a moratorium on the construction and expansion of animal feeding operations, factory farms, and slaughterhouses in California. The resolution supports federal legislation that would impose a moratorium on new concentrated animal feeding operations and phase out the largest existing CAFOs. Animal rights groups immediately applauded the resolution. Our planet cannot sustain perpetual expansion, said Brandon Burr, he's a policy advocate for animal wellness action. House delays vote on Bill Back Better. House Democrats who were poised to pass the 1.7 trillion dollar Bill Back Better bill last night decided to recess until this morning, that after House minority leader Kevin McCarthy took to the floor to speak and kept talking till well past midnight in Washington. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer's office said the House would reconvene at 8 o'clock Eastern time this morning, resume consideration of the social spending plan that contains $82 billion in ag spending. The bill has the support of environmental groups who like the $27 billion in new conservation funding, including $5 billion for a five-year program that would give farmers $25 an acre to plant cover crops. The American Farm Bureau Federation has opposed the measure, saying the massive amount of spending and tax increases required to pay for the plan outweigh the gains that we'd see in rural America. You can read more at www.agropulse.com. EPA and CORE returned to pre-2015 WODIS interpretation. EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers are proposing to interpret waters of the U.S. and the Clean Water Act based on pre two thousand fifteen regulations, guidance, and Supreme Court decisions, including former Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy's significant Nexus test. The proposed rule would maintain the longstanding exclusions of the pre two thousand fifteen regulations as well as the exemptions and exclusions in the Clean Water Act on which the agricultural community has come to rely, the agency said in a press release. The proposal, released ahead of publication in the Federal Register, says EPA and the Corps are returning to, quote, longstanding 1986 Corps regulations. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Roundup verdict award stands after California High Court rejects Bayer appeal. The California Supreme Court has let stand an $86.7 million award to a couple who claimed exposure to Roundup caused their non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Alva and Alberta Piliad were originally awarded just over $2 billion, which was reduced by a state court judge. On Tuesday, the California Supreme Court denied Monsanto's request for review of the appellate court decision upholding the verdict. Bayer, which bought Monsanto in 2016, is asking the U.S. Supreme Court to take up a separate case involving similar legal issues, specifically whether federal pesticide law trumps state law failure to warn claims. U.S. rice exports to Colombia fall off sharply. The U.S. exported a paltry $5 million worth of U.S. rice to Colombia in the first nine months of the year. That's according to new USDA analysis. It's a major disappointment after years of very large exports following the free trade agreement reached by the two countries in 2012. The U.S. sold just $3 million worth of rice to Colombia in 2011, the year before the FTA was initiated. Then in 2012, after a new tariff rate quota was put in place, the U.S. sold $57 million worth of rice to Colombian buyers. But larger Colombian production, falling prices for domestic crops, and increased competition from South American producers slashed Colombian demand for U.S. grain. USDA- Farm Bureau say cost of Thanksgiving dinner up from last year. The price of Thanksgiving dinner is up last year, but by how much? Well, it depends on who you ask and what you plan on serving, but also when you go to the supermarket. The American Farm Bureau Federation and USDA have both released their annual estimates, but there are some key differences, mainly in the price of the bird. AFBF says the price of a typical meal including turkey and 11 other items has risen 14% over the past year. It's 53.31 for 10 people. Now if you add ham, frozen green beans and russet potatoes, the price goes to 68.72. USDA when they looked at six Thanksgiving staples found an overall increase of 5%. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. John Deere employees, okay deal and the strike. Workers at John Deere plants have agreed to a 6-year collective bargaining deal after a month-long strike by more than 10,000 employees at 14 facilities. According to the Company of the United Automobile, Aerospace and Agricultural Implement Workers of America, John Deere's UAW members voted 61% to 39% to accept the latest deal on the table that includes raises, signing bonuses, and other benefits. The company, uh, maker of the iconic green and yellow tractors, agreed to raise wages 20% over the lifetime of employee contracts, including a 10% raise this year. You can read as well our full report at agripulse.com. Finally, here's today's She Said It. Our Christmas presents, as well as the entire state's economic recovery, may be delayed. That Wendy Estrada, president of the National Latina Business Women Association, in a Cal Matters op-ed, arguing for a set of solutions to alleviate port congestion. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, November nineteenth. For the latest news out of Washington D.C., visit AgriPulse.com for AgriPulse Daybreak West. I'm Jeff Nally.